In April 2013, agents from the FBI and IRS raided the Knoxville headquarters of the largest truck stop chain in the U.S., Pilot Flying J. It was part of a massive investigation into a fuel rebate scam. In all, 14 former pilot employees pleaded guilty for their roles in what was known as jacking the discount. But eight years later, the story is far from over. Three former pilot executives are fighting to clear their names. They allege that they were victims of reverse racism. From Freightwaves, this is Long Haul Crime Log, a podcast about the dark side of the trucking industry from the reporters who cover it. I'm Nate Tabak in Toronto, Canada. And I'm Clarissa Hawes in Kansas City, Missouri. On today's show, we delve into the fuel rebate scandal that rocked this truck stop dynasty and why allegations of racism and reverse racism are looming large in the case to this day. Clarissa, this is a big and incredibly complex case that has gone on for years. Like, What was happening at Pilot that actually led to this criminal investigation in the first place? Sure. Basically, Pilot was offering these discounts on diesel fuel to trucking customers in exchange for these customers guaranteeing that they would buy a certain number of gallons of diesel fuel from them per month. But the victims of the scheme ended up actually paying more than the price at the pump. How they did it was pretty complicated, but basically pilot personnel manipulated both fuel prices and the amounts of the discounts. And on top of that, federal prosecutors allege that pilot employees targeted minority-owned companies. So like, essentially, this was like a bait-and-switch kind of situation. Exactly. And the scale is really large. Prosecutors allege that the scheme brought in over $56.5 million. A bunch of former pilot employees have actually pleaded guilty in this case. And pilot's former president... Uh, a guy named Mark Hazelwood, he was actually convicted. Yeah, Hazelwood was the highest level pilot executive to be indicted. He was convicted of conspiracy to commit mail fraud, wire fraud, and witness tampering. So this was pretty serious stuff. And he ended up getting sentenced initially to 12 and a half years in prison in 2018. But he actually hasn't spent a day in prison, right? Right. Hazelwood has been fighting his conviction from the start. And his, um, his attorneys managed to get it overturned this past October. They ba- basically focused on some pretty shocking stuff that a federal wiretap captured him saying and that a jury heard during his first trial. Oh, uh, like what? So the feds had a sales guy wired up during a sales meeting and Hazelwood was there. It recorded him saying the N-word and calling women bitches and even singing a racist song by David Allen Coe and even singing a racist song. Wow. Prosecutors played that and other recordings during the trial. Hazelwood's attorney successfully argued that this prejudiced the jury and that because they heard them, they disregard evidence that would have exonerated him. So basically, they said his racism and sexism were a distraction. Yes. His attorneys argued that after hearing those recordings, that he referring, using the N-word and refuse, referring to women in derogatory terms, that that was all the jury heard, um, not the evidence that his defense team presented that would 
prove his innocence. Got it. And so uh, basically, essentially they're arguing that those remarks were, were I guess, like a, a basically a red herring. Exactly. But prosecutors maintain that this was an important part of their case. Their argument was essentially that it helped establish why minority customers were targeted in the scheme. And it's also important to point out that there was a significant amount of other evidence. Like what? There's one recording of a vice president of sales, a guy by the name of John Stick Freeman. He was the alleged mastermind of the whole thing. He explains in the recording that Hazelwood knew about the scheme. Freeman also said there were instances of customers catching on to what they were doing. In one instance, a trucking company called Western Express discovered that they had been shorted to the tune of around $1 million. And so when this happened, Pilot Flying J apparently bought the company a broken down airplane that amounted to $1 million. <laughs> so, so basically it was like, sorry guys, um, here's a plane and not even like a nice one either. Yes, it's one of the more bizarre chapters in this whole saga. And the thing is, the plane wasn't even airworthy and <laughs> they had to tow it. But the point was that prosecutors maintained that this was one of the many things that Hazelwood had to have signed off on. So, but but now, of course, like because the conviction was overturned, prosecutors are going to have to to make that case again. They will, but right now, Hazelwood's attorneys are fighting with prosecutors over where the new trial will be held. And, and why is that? Hazelwood's new defense strategy is basically accusing the federal judge in the original case of reverse racism. Wait, I I thought Hazelwood was the person who was saying the racist stuff. I know. In court filings, Hazelwood, who is white, claims senior U.S. District Judge Curtis Collier, who is Black, is biased. The reason his attorneys state is because he allowed prosecutors to play the racist recordings in his first trial. Wait, that's, I mean, that's kind of, it's sort of incredible when you when you think about it, but I guess that's, um, I guess you're you're that's that's the that's the direction they're taking. Yes. Last week Hazelwood stated in court filings that and this is a quote, I deserve to have a judge who has not already judged me, clearly believing I am a typical white collar defendant and a racist one at that. And because of this, Hazelwood and his co-defendants want to have the case moved from East Tennessee. And so where do they want this second trial moved to then? The list includes my home state of Missouri, as well as Arkansas or North Carolina. And so why, why exactly do they, does, do they want, do they think that that's a better place to have a, a, a trial? His attorneys claim that the intense press coverage of his alleged role in the fuel rebate scheme has poisoned the jury pool in East Tennessee. So taking a step back from this, it kind of seems like this case is about race, but also not about race. Uh, I mean, do you think that the new trial will be taking a different approach just because of what had happened with the recordings and the conviction being overturned? Yes, the prosecution has to come back with new evidence. Really, the central question here is what role did Hazelwood play, if any, in the scheme? 
And I think one of the issues with the original trial was that there wasn't necessarily a smoking gun. So what about Pilot itself? Sure. So Pilot agreed to pay $92 million in a settlement with the U.S. Department of Justice in 2014. Pilot also agreed to pay an $85 million settlement to trucking companies with fuel rebate agreements. In short, they took criminal responsibility for what happened and paid a pretty hefty price. And during this whole saga, um, they fired Hazelwood. I mean, has, has anything changed at uh, you know, Pilot since this all happened? There was a ton of backlash at the time that this was happening from the trucking industry, especially from owner-operators. Diesel is literally the lifeblood of this industry and one of the single largest expenses. So it really pissed off a lot of people. The company has definitely tried to move on from this and they rebranded. You know, they changed their name to simply Pilot Company. But as long as this Hazelwood case is ongoing, the fuel rebate scam will likely continue to haunt the company. You've been listening to Long Haul Crime Log from Freight Waves. You can find more episodes by searching for Long Haul Crime Log on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe to us and tell your friends about it? We're also on Twitter now. Our handle is Long Haul Crime. And if anyone out there has a story to share, you can send us a, a line at crime at freightwaves.com. Tune in next time for more stories from the dark side of trucking.